Hey y'all, Amber here, back with another podcast. Today I want to talk to you guys about starting a small business. Now whether you have one, whether you're thinking of starting one, wherever you are in your journey, I want to shed some pointers, tips, do's and don'ts about what got me to where I'm currently at. And maybe it's maybe it'll be beneficial for some of you guys. All right, so unless you've been living under a rock the past few years, I am positive you've heard someone somewhere talking about starting a business or getting your LLC. It's everywhere. I mean everywhere. Every time I hop on social media, it's a how-to video to start a business. Is somebody telling you what you need to do, should do, dumb if you don't. I just want to also put out there a business isn't for everybody, so don't consider yourself lazy if you don't want to do something that other people are kind of pressuring you to do. Who cares? <clears throat> if it's your ministry to do it, go ahead and get out there. So if you are in the market to start a business, this episode's for you. Whether there are questions about starting, legit just starting, start up cost, paperwork, starting a website, launching a website, I'm here to talk you through what to do and give you a a few starting points. Because if you don't know by now, there is more than one way to start a business. So stay tuned. All right. So the first topic I want to talk to you guys about, it's pertaining to there is no right way to start a business. And like what I said just a few seconds ago, what worked for me and my route may not be the most ideal route for you, or it may be exactly what you've been missing and looking for. So, all right, let's go ahead and take a trick, a, a trick, a trip down memory lane. I've had a small business since 2018. Now, for me as a child, I always knew I wanted to start one. I just didn't know what type of business I wanted to start. And this could be pertaining to a lot of me being around entrepreneurs my whole life. Several of my close family members have been business owners my whole life, um, or some have started businesses within the past few years, but nonetheless, I've been around entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, might I add, my entire life. So in 2018, that was the year that I took a creative innovations class in grad school, and my final project to graduate was to create a business model. It could either be a real or a fake business, something tangible, or something completely left field. Now, my original business model, I wanted to create a workout line, a legit workout apparel line. I wasn't finding workout clothes that I truly liked and everything else was either it cost a lot of money or it looked so cheap for like the cost. I'm like, I'm not paying for that. Or the lack of support was a joke. Like, what are you holding up, sis? Like, complete comical. Like, no, I'm not paying for this. So... I knew that's what I wanted my final project to be on, creating a workout line. All right, so my teacher kept pushing me deeper, asking me the five whys and hammering down until I came up with the end goal. Now, even though my end goal was still to start a workout line, um, I decided to take a different avenue or route, as you would say, to get there. Like, how am I going to sell workout apparel with no brand story, no following, Nobody checking for me. Don't nobody know who I am. And I'm just about to spend all this money to buy these clothes from these vendors to start selling to who? So I won't bore you all with the details, but I I had to shift my thinking. And I landed on a blog, a health, wellness, lifestyle blog. 
And I broke this blog down to um, do you hear me? Like broke it down line by line. I created a mock site and I broke that down how I wanted it to look, the website design, the layout, what I was going to talk about, how frequent I was going to post, what site I was going to use to post and host my site, my upfront cost to run in the blog, if any, my target audience, marketing, etc. Now, if you know me, you know I love to talk, LOL, all pun intended, even though I love to read and write books, write books, y'all, even though I love to read and write as well, I can sit down and put pen to paper and I have struck gold. I'm shocked I wasn't an English major or did anything in that field, but I worked on my blog for like a year and then I decided to scale. So I want to stop right there and just talk a little bit about deciding to work on my blog and how I was going to do it. So yeah, I put a lot out there in terms of like my, my business plan. Um, <clears throat> I didn't create the website myself. So this was a cost that I used a recommendation from a friend um, and they crushed it. Like they made my website, but I do want to let you know this was pretty much like the most expensive startup cost that I had um, at the time. And again, this was back in 2018. At the time, I want to say I probably paid about a thousand dollars um to get bare bone website off the ground now, i've definitely changed it since then but to my initial upfront cost for creating my website like the design of it was about a thousand dollars and the platform that i used was squarespace now you can use other um platforms Ooh, there are so many out there top three that i can think of off my head are shopify again depending on what you are trying to sell if anything um, Wix and then Squarespace. Those are the three that were in my realm. I decided to go with Squarespace because I liked their platforms when it came to blogging, but also they had this part of their site where you could use for retail. And like I said, I knew retail was initially my end goal. So paid them a thousand dollars to go ahead and start up. It was started as a mock site. It turned into an actual website gave them my vision and things like that. Okay, cool. So once I had the website created, I was able to put pen to paper. Well, I was putting pen to paper while the website was being created, um, but just figuring out exactly what I wanted to talk about. I knew I wanted to do a health, wellness, lifestyle blog. And what I'll continue to talk about as I progress with my podcast why I'm so big into health, wellness, and lifestyle. Why am I, why do I care? Um, that'll be a story for another day. But nonetheless, um, I knew I wanted to talk about health, wellness, lifestyle. So a lot of my blog posts out the gate were fitness related, beauty related, um, mental health, just putting it out there because it's still a topic that a lot of us don't talk about. And I think we should, but nonetheless, just figuring out what I wanted to talk about. Um, and I figured out how I wanted to host it. And then in terms of upfront costs, there weren't really many upfront costs for the blog portion outside of getting the website up and running. Oh, which leads me to something else I want to talk to you guys about. You need a website. You need a URL. Um, that is another upfront cost if website is your, your venture. Um, it costs about $15 to go ahead and secure a website. Um, really, really simple. I just had to go through to make sure that the name that I wanted was available or some variation of the name that I wanted because 
Also in my creative innovation class, I came up with the name Sitting Pretty, Sitting Pretty, um, but it was a movement. Like I'm out here marching. So um, came up with the name in class. That domain was available. So I was able to secure that. And that is an annual fee. So you don't just pay $15 and you're done. Every year you have to pay an annual $15 fee. If you don't pay it in time, pretty much you'll lose your website. Like I think they give you a little bit of a grace period where your website's suspended, but nonetheless, if you don't pay soon, you're going to lose that handle. And depending on how much work you've done, that could be sad. So um, a $15 annual fee. And yeah, so, all right, I got the website. I know what I'm gonna talk about. All right, so let's go ahead and continue on a little bit. So like I said, after a year of blogging, I decided to scale. So after a year is when I decided to go ahead and incorporate apparel um, into my brand, the Sitting Pretty Movement brand. So a few of the apparel pieces were custom. They were branded with Sitting Pretty logo, again, tying to the health and wellness realm. You had sports bras, you had leggings, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but my leggings were adorbs. So were the sports bras, but um, I'm to this day still obsessed with my leggings and it says sitting pretty on the legs. So cute. If one day I'll find a way to pop a picture in here so you guys can see, but um, yeah, I decided to go ahead and have a few pieces that, oh, and sweatshirts, how could I forget? Decided to have a few pieces that were custom and then I worked with several vendors to get a few pieces um, to just sell as well that were not created by me. Um, now, let me just put this out here right now. If you are not in a position to promote and continuously restock, I would not recommend starting out this way because what is working for someone that appears to be in the same realm as you may not work out for you. Even if you are selling the same exact thing that they're selling on their site and it's selling fast, don't nobody know you. Like, and I'm saying that from a place of love and I'm also saying this from a place of experience. There were certain pieces that I would purchase that I've seen on other small brand like boutique sites and it's sold out or it's selling like hotcakes and I'm seeing these price points and I'm like, oh, this is the exact same thing. Like this is the vendor that they got this from. I'm going to buy it too. And just being ignorant in a sense, I'm just automatically assuming that it's going to sell just like that. And I can tell you, not for all of the items that I've sold in the past, but for some of these items that cost quite a bit to purchase, um, yeah, I still have boxes of stuff because not a single piece sold. Again, this isn't for all of my pieces, but for some of them, nothing sold because, again, nobody knows who I am at this moment. So that was a humbling experience, but also it took me a couple years to realize, girl, you were sp spending money down the drain and I had to take a step back. So like I said, unless you are in a position or you already have that following, I would not recommend starting out this way. Um, to be more cost effective in my opinion, and if if I was, if it was still 2018 and if I knew then what I know now, probably would have started off with a couple pieces and not launching a website with about 30 to 40 options day one. Would not recommend. Clearly money was growing on trees in 2018, but again, I would not recommend starting out that way. Um, maybe start out with a piece or two 
At most five, but nothing more than five. What I'm saying now, I would definitely, I would have definitely started with my custom pieces um, because those, some of them were drop shipped, so I didn't have the actual inventory on site, um, which is easier. I definitely recommend if you're just starting out with a tangible good, or if you do have to keep inventory in your home or a storage facility, starting out with one or two pieces, nothing too crazy, um, not 50 plus and you're now paying a monthly storage fee for a lot of these goods because they can no longer fit in your home. Again, I'm just telling you off of experience, but um, went ahead and started with the apparel. Now, initially out the gate, you know, things were selling here and there. Of course, you get the support from your friends and your family. And then I was getting orders from other people that I didn't know. Um, so that was really cool as well, you know, getting the momentum going and shout out to my friends and family because you guys have been rocking with me. You continue to rock with me and I love y'all, but I also am a realistic person and your friends and family cannot make you rich. Your friends and family are not going to be the people that are consistently buying every time you drop something. They're just not like in some may, but that's not going to be the vast majority. So you need to definitely pick a niche, pick it fast and start going to town on finding those people that are interested in the products or goods that you are selling. So after selling my retail, I want to say I did about three cycles. And of that three cycles, I was probably out of pocket between $1,500 to $2,000. Now, I just want to put this out there. When you work with vendors, typically you have to buy things in bulk. So typically the average bulk minimum Variation that you can buy, it's like a, a pack of six. So you get like two workout outfits in a size small, two in a medium, two in a large, or it may be a variation of eight where you get an extra small and an extra large added to the already pack of six. Um, in each pack or each outfit, the vendor pricing may be, let's say, $25 for the whole set that that's pretty high but trying to use an easy number $25 for the whole set so you've paid 25 times 8 or 25 times 6 these are your upfront costs so you're already starting out in the red this is also giving you guys some insight into how a lot of boutique sellers are pricing the rule of thumb is to price times three so if you've paid $25 for an item the minimum that you have to sell that item at to make a profit is roughly around $75. Why am I saying $75? It's a couple different avenues. One of the big ones, it's because you there may come a time when you have to mark this item down. And if you do, you want to be able to mark it down 50% and still make some of a profit. Now, if you mark it too low, and sometimes it gets to that where you just want to get the inventory gone. You're technically losing money, but you're getting the inventory out of your house. But rule of thumb, if you pay $25 for an item, your minimum to start selling it at is $75. Honestly, $75 period. Like I know some people, again, because I know where a lot of places get things from, are probably starting out at 80, 100. They greedy. They are. Roll a thumb three times more so that you can discount, mark it down, and go from there. Okay, now that we have that out the way, um, yeah. So starting out, finding out competitive price points, 
figuring out what works for you regardless of what other people are selling the same item for. Um, and just want to throw this out there. I'm talking about tangible goods. Like some of you guys may be starting a hair business. I don't do hair, but I can shed a little bit of insight into marketing when I get to that section of the podcast. Um, but if you have a tangible good, no more than three times more. Please don't. Please, y'all, no, nah, that's crazy. If you do, and you probably ain't getting no sales. Um, okay, so started with the retail portion, did about three cycles. And what I mean by three cycles, every three months, I'm rotating out a different um, set of goods. So every three months, okay, that did good. Boom, let's go ahead and put some more. Let's go ahead and put some more. But I have the custom items to go around the clock. Um, the custom sitting pretty items to go around the clock. So after probably about eight months to a year of incorporating my clothes, I decided to scale again and incorporate sipping pretty. Um, so for those of you guys that don't know me, I am obsessed with tea. I've been obsessed with tea my whole life. I don't like coffee. Like, I'll, you you might see me with coffee here and there, but I don't like coffee. I am a tea girl. I like me some sweet teas, green teas, um, fruity teas. I like them all. Like, I, I love caffeine from that way, but it's just the process of steeping and teacups and teaspoons and tea parties. Like, I am just a tea girl. So, I decided to go ahead and incorporate Sipping Pretty. Um, into the sitting pretty realm and to go ahead. So what I had to do prior to launching or scaling to the T portion of my site, I had to find trusted vendors and blends that I actually liked. So I, to this day, well, I haven't purchased in a while, but to this day, I have about three tea vendors across the United States. There was one local, but during COVID, they closed um, where I can go into the tea shop, blend teas together myself, and then I would buy bulk orders of custom blends that I physically created myself. Um, but then the other two are located across the country and just working with them to come up with different flavors. Um, a lot of back and forth, they would send me different options. I would blend them in my kitchen, try them out. I would have my friends try them, you name it. Um, and that's how I came about with my sitting pretty tea blends, custom tea blends. And some people be like, oh, it's custom because they're buying a variety pack from one of the vendors. No, I physically was mixing and matching in my kitchen with gloves and bowls, going to town making custom blends. And I'm to this day, I'm still proud of myself for that. Now, there were out-of-pocket costs associated with this, not just the tea, but what I will say, buying tea in bulk is cheaper than purchasing um, apparel. <laughs> just want to put that out there. Um, so I don't remember my out-of-pocket cost per se, Probably no more than $500 for all of the tea. However, when it comes to tea, there are also additional out-of-pocket costs because you have to think about cleanliness and safety and don't want to contaminate the goods. So I had to buy a lot of cleaning supplies. I had to buy storage containers for the tea. I had to purchase gloves, different bowls for mixing, different tools for mixing. I had to purchase... Um, Package, packaging. So I had to buy the small, large packages for it to put the tea in. I had to buy branding materials. So I had to print out stickers and other things so that people know the, what tea it is, labeling, what tea it is. 
um, my cute little logo on the front of the tea bags, etc. I had to purchase boxes because I am now shipping out these um, goods. And I also had accessories as well. So I had the glasses, the mugs, the steepers, um, CBD honey, CBD tea. Um, I just had all of this stuff. So I had all of the goods to make sure that the packages will arrive to its end destination. And I also have really cute tape with my logo on it because it's like, go big or go home, right? Um, so those out-of-pocket costs would, I want to say it probably added on an extra like $1,500 starting out with my tea business. Um, but I was able to hit the ground running with selling the tea. Um, I already had my website, so that's a cost that didn't go into effect when it came to this. Um, so yeah, I hit the ground running. And my first day I sold about 20 units and I continued to sell tea from there. And I was really, really excited. It's just when you're selling all of these things out of your home, your house becomes unlivable. Um, I have friends who would crack jokes about all the boxes in my hallway and it's not my fault. I just don't have anywhere else to put the stuff. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, just remember when you're working out of your house, more specifically when you're working out of an apartment, it can get tight in there. But, you know, I was doing the thing. I was a legit tea dealer in these streets. So um, I kept the inventory on hand. And then I want to say within the past year, so we're definitely... 2021 no 2022 so we'll say at the beginning of 2022 I just wanted to take a break I was tired working full-time so work is picking back up while I was already working remote prior to COVID work was picking back up I'm making friends and things like that in my new city and I realized that I just wanted to take a break I still love blogging and I love selling goods and things like that that I put my blood sweat and tears into but I was tired and I'm currently still on a break from blogging and my retail shop but baby the only thing I need to do is click a switch on my website and we will be back in business um and I'm thinking about it probably not by the holidays or maybe by the holidays I'll have the time to go ahead and mentally put myself back in that space to get back to it but I needed a break I was overworked I was drained so I know that was a lot of me talking, but in a nutshell, I want to recap what we've discussed so far. So I pretty much let you guys know about my journey with originally wanting to start off with a workout line. However, realizing that I needed to build a brand and awareness of following prior to launching my workout line. So that's how we landed up on my blog, sittingprettymovement.com. From there... I worked on blogging for about a year, then I scaled into apparel, and then I scaled even further into tea. So that's where we are. Want to take a break and talk about marketing, like marketing for my businesses, marketing in the modern age. Of course, no brainer, social media now. I've never been a girl big on social since its inception, like I've had it, but I'm not consistent with posting for personal. So what in the world makes me think that I'm going to be consistent with posting for business? I know my strengths, posting's not one of them. So I actually paid someone to help me with the brand marketing for this side of things. And 
for starter she she wasn't super expensive but she wasn't super cheap either but i will say it was expensive when i wasn't consistent so i'm chilling out 350 a month or more and i'm not even doing what i'm supposed to be doing so after a few months i decided to scale back because I, I wasn't giving it my all in that moment, um, but she did give me some foundations and tools and connections. So I am well aware of what I need to do and what to do when I am ready to launch, jump back out there um, and get my feet wet. So marketing, social media, um, and I don't mean just coming up with a, a handle and just throwing pictures out there. Again, that may work for some, but... In general, you need to take a step back. You need to be strategic, have a clear, concise messaging, whether that's jumping on the site Fiverr um, to find somebody to make you a little package of in-sync um, messaging or colors or you, with your little logo on it or whatever the case may be. Things need to match out the gate. You need to have a clear, concise messaging, whether it's you want to do a whole bunch of inspirationals, you want to post reviews, you want to post pictures of the tea. So I'm using examples from things that I've done. You want to post examples of the tea, whatever the case may be. You just need to be consistent. It can't look sloppy. Need to figure out like, how are you going to to pitch your business, whether you're talking in first person, third person, whatever the case may be. But you come up with that plan prior to posting and I think you'll be golden. But again, the key is being persistent. Now, other marketing tools that I've leveraged outside of social, I've leveraged Google ads. I've leveraged Google S, um, SEO, so search engine optimization, putting tags on all of my blog posts, putting tags on all of my teas, um, paying Google to push me through Google ads, which again, that can be as cheap or as expensive as you want it to be. Now, of course, the more money you spend, the more views and um, the outreach that you're going to get when it comes to Google Ads. But I put myself on a budget and with Squarespace, and I don't know if they still do this, but when I started out with Squarespace, I want to say they gave you $200 in Google Ad credits once you started out. But if you follow their recommendations, that $200 is going to be gone in less than two weeks probably gone in a week, but I reached a lot of people and I did get some sales from it. Um, so Google ads, Pinterest for business. A lot of you guys may not know, but Pinterest has a business platform as does Instagram. Um, setting up a Pinterest for business account. What I will say, just my personal experience with Pinterest for business, it is complex. It is complicated and it is hard. I have had to reach out to Pinterest support several times to get my business page set up more so the business store so that i can sell through pinterest to get all of that stuff set up very complex but you know it's beneficial once you get the ball rolling and you you get it set up please do not reach out to me asking to help with your pinterest setup because i could barely help myself <laughs> but it, it is a useful tool if you can get it up and running but it is complex, adding my two cents. And if it is not complex and you already have your Pinterest for business, please reach out to me and let me know how you went about it. Because for someone that's worked in tech for most of their adult life, I couldn't figure it out. So, okay, so I have Pinterest for business. You have Google ads and Google search engine optimization. In addition to that, of course, social. There is a Facebook for business. There are Facebook business pages. There are Instagram pages for business. A lot of people also use Twitter. I'm not in the Twitter space 
at the moment, but they say Twitter is also beneficial for business. Again, I'm not too versed on it. And those are like the big ones that I have leveraged. Again, I am positive that there are more out there. One of the biggest being influencer marketing. Can't afford it. Not there yet. But just continue to to look and do some research into those three and set a budget. Whether your budget out the gate is $100 a month, you have to spare on marketing. You allocate that $100 to what you see fit, see fit, whether it's $50 to Google ads, um, a few dollars to Pinterest, a few dollars to Facebook slash Instagram, you allocate the money in, dis- in avenues where you think would make the most sense and play around with it. Like one month you put more one place, another month you switch it up and see where you're getting the most outreach, where you're getting the most foot traffic from. And then at that point, you can decide to either add more to that or add it all there. Like it's honestly up to you at that point. But do some research when it comes to marketing. And then also learn your target audience. Like I know my target audience is 18 to 35 in terms of blogging. But when it comes to my retail shop with the T and the apparel line, I was not targeting 18 year olds because... 18-year-olds, when I was 18, we couldn't afford to spend that type of money on buying things. We didn't really have jobs for real. So my target audience for there was more so around the ages of 25 to 40 or 25 plus. Um, Definitely young professionals, like right out of college, working, making their own money, where they can like purchase tea or these quote-unquote luxury goods and I know by no means am I selling like Gucci Louis Prada but you know giving themselves the luxury by buying a nice workout outfit that they can wear to the gym get compliments on feel good about themselves um that costs a little bit more than what they're usually willing to pay that's what I mean when I'm saying luxury and the quality was great you know but that's what I mean when I say luxury so first and foremost finding out your target audience figuring out how much you're willing to spend on marketing, if any. And if you are not in the market to spend any money on marketing out the gate, baby, you better sit and you better come up with a posting schedule, search and do your research on hashtags that are effective. I don't even know if people are using hashtags anymore. I think they do. I'm not sure. I I suck when it comes to Instagram. I've already let you all know that. Um, But figuring out hashtags that are beneficial in that work and going from there and then like of course getting the word out there having people advertise for you friends family um maybe sending people free stuff like the influencers if they choose to use it or review it that's great but i'm realizing a lot of that stuff costs i'm i'm naive when it comes to influencer marketing because it's not something that i personally do but Just definitely continue to stick to your truth and see where it takes you and see where it gets you. A fun story before I go ahead and start talking about logistics. Within the first six months of me blogging um, and talking about my brand and posting and things like that on my site, I was featured on Drunk Elephant's page and they sent me a massive PR package This happened within six months of me blogging. Um, And that was definitely the confidence booster that I needed in that moment um, because it gets hard 
being a small business owner, it gets hard. Living in your truth, it gets hard. There are, there's, I hope not blood, but y'all know the phrase, blood, sweat, and tears that goes into this. Some days you have amazing days. Some days you have bad days. But nonetheless, within the first six months of me starting my blog, I had a large um, um, deal in a sense where they sent me a free PR package um, and they featured me and my clean skin on their website. Um, yeah, it was great. So that was cool. That was just my talk where you think nobody's watching, people are watching. And yeah, it was amazing. So I need to start back using my drunk elephant because my face is over here going through a thing. <laughs> Work is crazy. I am breaking out like crazy. But yeah, drunk elephant, and this is, isn't a plug. But Drunk Elephant works. Like it's something I've been using for years. Um, and again, in my health, wellness, lifestyle blog, that's a part of my health wellness. Um, I talked about what I used on my skin. And they saw, took notice, and rewarded me for it in a sense. And I'm a loyal customer to them. Then I'm a loyal customer to them to this day. It's a brand that I a thousand percent stand behind. So pivoting, if you're looking for a good skincare journey or a good skincare sitting, I'm sorry, Drunk Elephant is a brand that you should definitely check out. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into logistics. Ladies and gents, there are going to be startup costs. Now, it's honestly up to you how much you're willing to spend out the gate, but there are going to be some type of startup cost, whether it's getting your own professional website created, whether it's um, locking down that URL, whether it's going ahead and um, solidifying that business name, um, registering with the, your state that you live in your business, um, Purchasing inventory, whatever the case may be, there are going to be some variation of startup cost. Now, in terms of how much it cost me, like I'm scaling back to just my LLC, my website, <clears throat> marketing material, logo, etc. I was probably out of about... $3,000 starting out with just the bare bone, no um, merchandise. But from my logo to paying to get the website created to registering, um, sitting pretty with the state of Illinois um, to <clears throat> EIN didn't cost anything to logo website. Oh, and also there's a monthly fee associated with any hosting site. Just want to put that out there. Um, I think I pay Squarespace based off of the package that I currently have. I think I pay Squarespace close to $59 a month. So just keep that in mind. Um, there is a monthly fee associated with it to keep it live. So your URL, all of that stuff. And then, um, yeah, just other little things that I did paying for Adobe. I also pay for Adobe where I have the whole suite that's pretty pricey as well. Um, all of these upfront costs that I personally have cost me around $3,000 out of the gate. Um, what I recommend 
you know, I went about this a different way. I'm also very impulsive. I am hyper. So I went about it the way that I did and I wouldn't change anything. Um, and then also, you can either start off legit or not. Like you don't necessarily have to register your business with the state. You don't necessarily have to get an EIN out of the gate. You don't have to. That's not step number one. Um, I chose to go about it that route because again, I started my business journey while in grad school, but you don't have to go about it that route. I also didn't even have to do any of this legit. I just, if I was putting in all the work in the class, I might as well make it happen outside of the class simultaneously. So that's what I did. But you don't have to start off with that. Like you can go ahead, come up with a thought, make it happen. And then if it's starting to produce how you want it to produce, then at that point you can go ahead and spend the money to register your business with the state, lock down that URL, go ahead and have somebody create your website and things like that. Like you don't have to go my route. This is just the route that I went. I know people that have gone the route I've gone and I know people that have started out just selling stuff and then slowly caught up with themselves down the line. Both work, both work for different types of people. You just have to figure out where you fall within the starting off with all the paperwork and all that stuff first or not it's up to you i promise you you'll still get to the same outcome but also make sure you pick business names and things like that that are not already um that don't already have llc's and, and that aren't already trademark and registered because that's when it can get tricky and become a slippery slope so do your research with business names you can do a quick search in google you can go to your state see if something with that same name is registered and then if you have to make alternates it's okay um, more so with filing the llc portion like with me sitting pretty movement that is not my legal business name um more so because it was too many words, but there are other people with sitting something, sitting pretty something, sitting whatever. So you have to be creative when it comes to going ahead and locking down that name. Um, do your research like that. Yeah, you have to do that. Do your research. I don't want you to go ahead and start a business, get down the line and you're getting sued. That's no fun. So go ahead and do your re research on business names to make sure that you don't have the same business name as somebody else. Um especially a bigger business, and then go from there. All right, so we went ahead and kind of talked about cost. Um, to go ahead and register your business name with the state, it can range close to like $100, maybe a little bit more. The EIN is free. Paying for that URL on average, it's about $15 a year. Um, and then your website costs, your hosting costs, um, there are some sites that do hosting for free. I'm not versed on those. I sell retail, so I need a site that has that retail option as well. Um, like I said, for me, I pay Squarespace roughly about $59 a month for hosting as well as purchasing, doing the taxes and all that stuff for me. So it's things that I don't necessarily have to do. Um, so I found a package that worked for me. So before I close out this blog, knowing what I know now, would I have taken a different route? Um... No, I would not have taken a different route, and here's why. I personally like to learn from my own mistakes. Now, looking back on it and just throwing these dollar amounts out here on this podcast, I sure wish I would have saved some money up front, like, you know, knowing what I know now. But I'm much wiser, and I've been through it. I'm able to go ahead and produce podcast episodes telling you guys the do's and don'ts because I've been through it. 
Um, but also, I don't want to pay someone to answer my questions or do something for me that I'm more than capable of doing myself. So no, I wouldn't have taken a different route because I've learned, I've grown, I've matured, and I'm able to go ahead and scale and do things that I want to do because I've put in the time, I've put in the work, and I know um, what works and what doesn't work. And also, it's just one of those things where, yeah, you can find help for some of everything, but why are you going to pay somebody $100, $200 to help you with paperwork? And all you have to do is sit down and Google, sit down and figure it out. It's easy to do. <clears throat> and maybe it may not be easy for you, but if you have the time to research, put in the effort, I promise you, you can do it yourself. So no, I wouldn't have taken a different route. I've learned so much over this process and I'm still learning as and growing as I go. And I'm excited to see what comes from it. I'm what you would consider a lazy hustler. <laughs> I love that. I'm coining it. I am a lazy hustler. Um, when it's time to get it done, I buckle down, tunnel vision and knock it out. But when I don't feel like it, ooh, I don't. But my drive is unmatched when I'm in that space. So if it's something I have my sights set on, whether it was, oh, I want to go to grad school and I applied and got in like right away. I applied on the weekend, got in maybe a month or so later, crushed grad school in two years, graduated with distinctions while working full time and traveling the country for work or realizing, hmm, I want to start a business. And within three months, I have a tangible website up and running and I'm doing what I put forth to do. Like when my, my sites are set on something, nobody can stop me. Like, yeah, but then when I don't want to do nothing, I'm lazy. So yeah, I'm a lazy hustler. I hustle when I have to and I'm lazy when I have to or when I want to be. It, it's an equal balance. Um, but in terms of final takeaways, what I want to tell you guys before I end this episode if there's a voice in your head telling you to start that business, do it. Like from a young age, there has been a voice in my head telling me that I am not meant to work for the man for the rest of my life. And it's getting louder the older I get. And it's time for me to to make it happen. Um, and I am to a certain extent. Like I am. Like I, Of course, I still work because entrepreneurship is not become a millionaire overnight. Like it definitely takes years. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience. You might even quit a few times before you get to your end goal. But if you have that voice in your head telling you to start, just start. Now, if you're not trying to sell a good, or maybe like I talked about earlier, you do hair, okay? Yes, still get legit when the time comes, but you can start with a logo, social media, and your work speaks for itself. Just be consistent. Whether you want to do other types of things, whether it's real estate, social, be persistent. Of course, you need the licensing and things like that. But nonetheless, put pen to paper, come up with that logo, get that website, whatever the case may be, make it happen. For me, I started with a blog. I've scaled to retail and I'm continuing to scale. The visions and the goals and the thoughts that I have running through my head, y'all, Woo! I'm a force to be reckoned with. I just need to literally take a step back and quit being on go mode so much to actually make it happen. But I have conversations with my friends all the time. Um, some of my friends, like I have a couple friends that I just bounce everything off of. And you know, like 
they're on the same page with me because I'm at the point where if I have a vision, yes, I can do it by myself. Yes, it'll be a lot of work. Yes, it'll be a lot of time. But if you have people in your inner circle that have the same thought process and goals as you, maybe for some of your ideas, you guys can put your head and your resources together and make it happen, which is what I'm actually in the process of doing, putting our noggins together and making some other things happen. But Follow that voice in your head telling you to start that business. Follow that voice in that head, your head telling you to go back to school. Follow that voice in your head telling you to quit that job, start a new one. Whatever the case may be, if a voice is in your head and it started off small and now they are screaming at you, it's time for you to pay attention and make it happen. So I hope I was able to go ahead and give you guys a little bit of insight into starting a small business, letting you all know a little bit about my small business journey. Started out right out the gate. I wanted to sell workout clothes. (laughs) But taking a step back and honing in and trying to build that following and build that audience. Guys, I've been slacking. I have not posted a blog in, I posted one a few months ago. But prior to that, I have been slacking um, for probably about a year. I have not sold a tea bag in about five to six months and I flat out stopped the clothes and the retail and all of that like I I stopped it because it was becoming too much and my house was turning into a department store so yeah like I definitely have come a long way and this is not the end for me. I have more goals and visions that I'm definitely going to hit one day, but it all started with me laying down that foundation in 2018, creating that business idea and scaling and building and growing from there. I've had my website up and running for years again. There is a monthly fee associated with keeping it up and running, just putting that out there for y'all. Or I think there may be options for you to pay annually, whatever is your ministry, get to it. Me, I pay the monthly fee. Um, But yeah, listen to the voice in your head. If, If what it's saying scares you, follow it. Who knows what, where it's leading you, who knows the outcome. But if there is a voice in your head telling you to do something, I want you to go ahead, put pen to paper, come up with a thought, come up with an idea, start with a business plan. Like everything I kind of touched on in this podcast, go ahead, write that down, write down those costs, reach out to people that can definitely help you, like people who can help with logos. And just to reiterate, like I said earlier, if you need help, like with a cheapy, cheapy logo, just right out of the gate, Fiverr is a great resource and tool where you can find people that can create things for you. Um, Now, like I said, it's cheapy, cheapy. You can go real cheap or you can spend a little bit of money on Fiverr or you can go somewhere in the middle or you can use and leverage social to find different people that can create you logos um, and you can go that route. I started on Fiverr. I finally got a designer that created me actual logos that I use to this day. But then also, um, I'm trying to um, play around and make my own logos. If you have a Canva membership, you can make anything in Canva. That's what they're doing. But again, sometimes some people need the help. 
So I'm here for helping and I'm also here for doing it yourself. I do a little bit of both. I told y'all I'm a lazy hustler. But no, I hope this podcast was definitely beneficial for you all. I was excited to create it. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to reach out. I know I didn't touch on every nook and cranny because we would have been on this podcast for five hours. And let's be honest, nobody was going to listen for five hours. I probably would have got sick of talking after like two. But if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. But again, y'all, this is your girl, Amber. Um, Yeah, and it was exciting going ahead and sharing a little bit of insight that I know about starting a small business. Any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, keep it pretty.